Allen FM on 105 FM, uniting our community. Good afternoon and welcome to the business community on Callan FM. I'm Heather Noble and I'm Tracy Jones and over the next hour we'll be sharing ideas, events, reviews and food for thought all related to the world of business. And the first item, as usual, on the agenda is the topical discussion. And today we've we've got the pink paper here again. We've got the Financial Times. Um, we were a bit inspired by the Financial Times weekend, mm. which we talked about last week. And we thought, well, let's see what it's like midweek. So here it is. It was much like the weekend version seemed much lighter than the version that we've got here. This is quite hardcore. Okay, and and you're talking lighter in terms of intellect, but actually the midweek one is lighter in terms of actual weight. Yes, not a lot of paper, (laughs) but they're honed right in on, well, the markets really, uh, which for me is a bit of a blur. It's not going to be. In the next 10 minutes, Heather, um, I was inspired to go and dig out some um, material that I did and I thought it was oh it's a few years ago um, and I did a teacher training course at Yale College and I had to do a mini teach and I did a mini teach on how to read the financial pages uh-huh. and um, I, I looked on my computer couldn't find it where where's all this material where's why is it not on the computer so I gave up and went to look at the hard copies somewhere deep down dusty in my um, shelves in my office and there it was I dug out this file blew off the dust it's actually 15 years ago oh my goodness <laughs> so um, um and, and the reason I knew it was quite old and perhaps why I couldn't find it on my new computer was that um Instead of a PowerPoint presentation, my my presentation was actually on acetate. Oh, so the files are probably on a three and a half inch floppy somewhere in (laughs) landfill now. Oh, gosh. I probably still have the the actual files on the floppy disk. I just have no No means of reading them. Um, And this, um, the mini teacher is actually based on a book that I've owned for years and years and years. You can see... um, uh, this this book it's it's very yellowed around the edges, yes, isn't it? it it's been it's, around the block. It's actually called How to Read the Financial Pages. Um, it says third ed- third edition, updated for the nineteen nineties. Wow! So it's really up to date. <laughs> <laughs> it's by a gentleman called Michael Brett, and I'm guessing I haven't had a look, but I'm guessing there might be a, a similar sort of book available right now. But what I thought I would do, Heather, is run you through. The, the steps as to how to read the financial pages. Fantastic. Um, and see if if the 15 years ago, if it's still relevant. We we haven't practised this in advance, listener. No, could all go pear-shaped. Yeah, we fall flat on our face and realise that we don't know how to read the financial pages. Um, but, but then, in fairness, I never claimed that I could. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the first acetate that I presented, there's a picture of Bagpuss. And so the subtitle of the mini-teach was How to Look Like a Fat Cat by Holding a Pink Paper and Quoting a Couple of Numbers. Ah, OK. OK. So, And the aim was to understand how to use the Financial Times to find out information about share prices. So the objective of this little exercise now, Heather, is to use the Financial Times, that's, that's one tick, yep. to find a share price and to identify the movement in that share price. 
Okay. okay so let, shall we give it a go? Okay. I haven't got a clue how this is going to work out. So the first thing you need to do is in your Financial Times pack, there are two bits of paper in the midweek. Yeah. And you want the one that says companies and markets on the front. Okay. All right. So I've, I have that in okay. front of me. Yes. Clear space on the desk. Clear big space on the desk. <laughs> yeah. And you need to find the page that says London Share Service at the top. I wonder if it's still the same. It's towards the back. Toward, towards the back after the um, executive appointments, I guess. Look on the right-hand side. You were just looking on the left-hand side. Oh, I beg your pardon. Okay. I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> Managed funds. Financial Times share Ooh, service. I think it might be there. Right, they main might have market. changed the name of it. Okay. okay. Market data. So, main market. Okay. okay. So, you need to find a sector. Okay. Pick a sector. Um, food and drug retailers? Yeah, food sounds good. Yep. Okay. okay. So can you find a sector? Food and beverages. Food and beverages. Yeah. Is there Sainsbury's or something there? There's Diageo. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's go for Diageo. And so on the left-hand side is the name of the company. No, sorry to interrupt. Let, right. Retailers is separate now oh. in the modern age. Oh. <laughs> Okay. 15 years so later. I found Sainsbury's now. Yes, okay. it's in retailers. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so you've got Sainsbury's on the left-hand side, and then right next to it should be a three-figure number, two forty-two point twenty. You know, fifteen years ago it was two seventy-five. Oh, it's hmm, interesting. Okay. So I'm looking at mine here, and then if you look at the next column to the right, it shows the change, and it's a five in blue. Oh. So I'm guessing that's a positive move, is it? Up. Mm. Okay. Okay. So now you can see that Sainsbury's share price is 242.20. And the so change is that £242.20? Pence. 242 pence. Normally, yes. Okay. Unless it has a pound sign in front of it. Okay. All right. So it's £2.42 up five pence. Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. That, All right. I wasn't promising to show you very much. No, that's great. <laughs> but it also then shows the 52-week high. Oh, yeah. You're and the 52-week low. Okay. So what was the 52-week high for Sainsbury's? 283.6. And the low, 223. So it's a little... Yeah, okay. And what have you got also then yield and yes, price what earnings? Yes, what is yield? It, it's a financial term for working out how much you get back for your um, investment. Okay. And price earnings ratio, a similar sort of idea. That's another lesson. That's another lesson. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the All volume right. is how much has been traded. Okay. So that's really getting into. Okay. So on a very basic level, I can now see if I had shares in Sainsbury's, I could see what they're worth today um, compared to what they were worth yesterday. yesterday. Last of the time the market was open. Yep. And the 52 high and the 52 week low. Okay. So the aim of that was to get you to actually read the financial yep. pages yep. and you can do that. Yes. At least for Sainsbury's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it is interesting just to look at the different sectors as well. So even you look at Tesco, you know, and, and where they sit within that sector. So, okay. All I right. feel like I've learned something. Yeah. Every day is a school day. <laughs> and dusted down, 15-year-old mini teacher still relevant still today. Still relevant. Excellent. And this feels like a very grown-up publication to be looking at, actually. Yes. Doesn't it? So, thank you. Okay. You're welcome.
You're listening to the business community on Callan FM. Don't forget that you can listen again today to today's show via the Callon FM website. Simply go to callonfm.com and follow the listen again feature. And this show will be available from tomorrow morning until next Thursday. But you can listen to all of our previous shows in an edited podcast format at our website, which is www.thebusiness.community. So in this part of the show, we're looking at um, news and events that are taking place uh, anywhere now. We've we spread the net wider and um, so we, we'll do some local stuff to Wrexham, uh, but Heather's looked further afield today I've as well. I've got a bit rogue on events rogue, today. I like yes. that. But first of all, um, from HM Revenue and Customs, um, the February and March tax diary. So as usual, 19th of the month, PAYE and NI deductions are due for the month ended the 5th of February and 19th of Feb, also the filing deadline for CIS 300 monthly returns. And 1st of March, due date for corporation tax due for the year ended 31st of May 2017. And 2nd of March, if you haven't paid your self-assessment tax for 2016-2017, you will incur a 5% charge. So if that's not paid yet, get a move on. And so on and so on. We repeat 19th of March for PAYE NIC CIS 300 for March. Okay, Heather, what have you got? Okay, so I've focused on events and, as I say, have gone a little bit rogue. I'm looking at an event that is taking place in Cambridge. I know that's a bit random. Uh, It's next month. It's a Sunday event, which I thought would make it fairly easy to get to Cambridge. It's from nine till five on Sunday, the 11th of March. And why I've picked it is just to demonstrate that these events are out there. This is Amazon Secrets, Master Amazon in 2018. So this is about selling, you know, being an Amazon um, seller, uh, using their marketplace to sell your stuff. And I just thought it was, it, it was, to me, it was, I thought, oh, crikey. Yeah. Imagine that's something that you do need to know about if you want to if you want to sell through Amazon. So it it looks at you know why would you use Amazon? Um, looking at business opportunities, uh, red hot products, uh, how to upscale, how to you know opportunities for selling online and offline, uh, and it, it it's run by um, a guy called Craig Roberts, um, and it's as I say it's in Cambridge on the eleventh of March. There's an early bird ticket, which sounds like an absolute bargain of £97. Um, Regular ticket price is £275. And you simply need to, you can either go to Eventbrite and look up Craig Roberts Amazon Secrets, or you can contact craig.roberts.biz at gmail.com. And we will put a link on our uh, uh, website uh, to that. Next up bit closer to home february the 16th is a free one day cyber security awareness course which is taking place in crew uh cyber, it's <laughs> they sum it up here it doesn't matter if you're interested in cyber security because cyber security is interested in you <laughs> i like that and i thought that was that was brilliant this is being ho- hosted by uh somebody called noel hannon and it's looking at um basically external and internal threats, uh, vulnerabilities, uh, what you can do in terms of physical software and hardware security, and also compliance and regulatory um, uh, legalities. Uh, So that is on February the 16th. It runs from 9am to 5pm at South Cheshire College. uh, And that is a free event. 
So that's worth going to. And then another one that we, we have talked about this in the past. But again, I just wanted to demonstrate that these events are happening all over the local area. This is a breakfast and a GDPR compliancy workshop uh, being run by Swain Johnson Solicitors. Free event uh, taking place uh, on the 1st of March up at Conwy Business Centre, uh, Clandidno Junction, but also on Friday the 23rd of February over at Tatton Hall Recreation Club and and other events, uh, other locations. Yeah. Can I just put in and say that there is one at Glindo University on the 21st of February. Right. I know that because I'm going. You're going. OK, yeah. so we, we can't ignore it. It's coming over the hill. And finally, this one I think is really interesting. This is a CIPD Wales event. This is February the 21st. Uh, and this is Controlling Social Media in the Workplace, a guide. Uh, a solicitor from Capital Law called Alex Christen is going to be running that session and it's looking at, you know, whether you can monitor employee emails and internet usage and what, what's legal and what isn't, what is deemed excessive, what is deemed uh, access, acceptable uh, and then that whole, you know, what people put on social media and how that could impact and um, influence people's view of your business. That again is at Conwee Business Centre at Clandidno Junction and that runs from 12.30 to 2.30. It's a free event on the 21st of Feb. Okay, and closer to home again is um, the 360 networking meeting. The next one uh, taking place is on Tuesday, the 13th of February at Wrexham Library, as usual, on the first floor. It's from 5pm to 6.45pm. And this month, the guest speaker is Carol Powell of Williams Financial Planning. And the presentation she's going to be giving is how to protect your financial future for your business. Uh, so offering peace of mind for business owners and an informal presentation designed to highlight the key areas where your business may be at risk and how to protect against these. Um, the nice, friendly, informal sort of networking mm. meetings run by Business Line in Wrexham. And if you've not been to one before, then it's free of charge. And then the, the actual fee is about £5 if you have it's nothing, been. It, yeah. It's not very yeah. much at all. Um, it's £48 for the full year if you want to go to every mm -hmm. single one. Um, and details on how to book are at wrexham.gov.uk forward slash 360 hyphen attend. And as usual, we will include that on our website with a link to all of the events that we're talking about. And just a quick mention for um, a service that HM Revenue and Customs launched back in 2008, and it's the Business Payment Support Service. And this is available to help businesses that are experiencing problems paying their tax bill. Now, this was... Um, on the back of a press release, so I found this on the HM Revenue and Customs website, um, following the collapse of Carillion, some businesses will be facing uncertainty and they may indeed be experiencing problems paying their bills. It is really rather useless going back to the inspector of taxes because they don't have the power to actually change your payment terms. But the business payment support service has the power to arrange instalment agreements and suspend any debt collection proceedings and review any penalties um, and reduce the payments on account. So it's really, really important if you're having difficulties paying VAT, income tax, national insurance, corporation tax or pay-as-you-earn payments, payments, you can contact the BPSS helpline. Their telephone number is 0300 200 3835. 
and they um, will review the issues and apparently they will look sympathetically on helping you to provide um, a practical solution to your mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. So as with most cases, I've, I've always said this with HM Revenue and Customs, don't put your head in the sand, that they don't look too well on you if you keep things from them. But if you go to the right people for the right help which is usually HM Revenue and Customs themselves but this is the Business Payment Support Service and we will put the telephone number for that and any links onto our website Callan FM on 105 FM Thank you for joining us this afternoon on the business community we're thrilled to have your company please remember that this show is your show and we're always keen to get your ideas thoughts and feedback so you can contact us in a number of different ways via our website, www.thebusiness.community, via Facebook, where we are The Business Community on Callon FM, or via good old-fashioned email to info at callonfm.com. We are keen to have your feedback. This is your show. Uh, So share your experiences. If we've talked about something that resonates with you, then pop along, put a comment, let us know. Please do. Yep, we um, we will promise to um, discuss whatever you put up there as long as it's kind and as long as suitable it's for air. Yeah, <laughs> if it's criticism, make it constructive, please. Yes. yes. <laughs> so last week I went to a workshop hosted by ACAS. And um, I've recently taken on a role where I'm needing to review contracts of employment. And this popped up into my inbox at just the right time. Uh, They were running a workshop, a morning workshop, um, contracts of employment, how to get them right. So perfect timing, Mm -hmm. please. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Um, So I went on to their website, which is acas.org.uk. I booked myself onto the course and turned up. £105 for a three-hour workshop. Uh, It was run by a a very knowledgeable gentleman, lots of experience. He he was able to not only cover the material that we had to do, but you know that thing that good facilitators do, which is to make it fit for the people that are in the room. So he didn't relate it to your... He didn't stick rigidly to his programme because it said that's what he needed to do. So there were one, two, three, four, five of us in the group, so quite small. So we were able to ask questions and he didn't mind actually helping uh, with those particular questions. Uh, I would recommend you go on to their website and have a look and see. They offer a wide range of reasonably priced workshops, most of them half day, some of them full day. Everything from absence management, conflict management, diversity and inclusion, employment law, work-life balance, people management... And they've got a number of other services as well that are really useful for employees and employers. Really, really useful stuff. So lots of free material available on their website. They do have a helpline as well. So if you've got any questions and like I say, this workshop was £105. It was at Chris Noah's Hall on Wrexham Technology Park by the hospital. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, highly recommended. Um, so if you're looking for... Um, any more information on this, go to their website, acas.org.uk. What's interesting about that, just while you were talking about it, is that certainly for me anyway, you think, oh, ACAS, oh, this is going to be very serious and very 
hard, you know, difficult. Uh, but it sounds like it was a nice small group. It wasn't just, you know, 75 people in a room being talked at. Yeah. It was interactive and it you got something meaningful out of it. Absolutely. It so, was that I think that was the, the key thing. And I put that on my feedback form was I really appreciated his flexibility ar- around the members of, of the workshop. Mm. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. And and obviously when somebody else is talking about a particular issue, they've got sometimes you can switch off. But uh, I think it was relevant to everybody in the room. So we didn't go down a blind alley with one person's particular problem. Yes, which usually the most the dominant case. person in the room. <laughs> yes. yes. So yeah. uh, it's very well done anyway. And yeah, I don't think people would always think to go to ACAS because that's almost the place that you go when things have gone wrong. Yes. Maybe you, if employers could consider going to ACAS before it goes wrong, they yep. do seem yep. to, to be an organisation that's got its heart in the right place. Um, and, you know, the material that they're offering at very reasonable prices. It's about it's prevention rather yeah. than cure, yeah. And so one of the things that I came across this week was uh, my lack of organisation around mm. planning for this show. Okay. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come across. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> but... You know, you're reading through your inbox and something's there. They say, oh, I think that might be a good topic for the show. Oh, what? What will I do with it? Will I star it? My inbox is already a little bit bloated at the moment because I, I sadly use it as a as a to-do list when I should actually do something else. Or do I take a photo of it and put it here? What What do I do? Mm-hmm. So I, I did a quick search around for... Help, it was for help. How to organize? Did you just put that in the app store? Help, Help. (laughs) what can I do? Um, well, actually, it was when I was researching something else for the show and I came across an article which said, um, a selection of apps that that you might find useful in business, and these two are picked from there as as fitting that. So, although these are new to me apps, they certainly aren't new apps, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure people out there might be thinking, What what are you talking about? This is like 10 years old, but it was something I wanted to give a go. Um, one's called Pocket and one's called Google Keep. Now, I know that both of these um, have got bigger, better, beefier sort of cousins in, in the likes of Evernote or OneNote or something like that. But I haven't quite got to grips with Evernote and, and OneNote. You know, I understand the power of them, but somehow it's just not quick enough when I want to send something that I haven't got into way of of using it yet and despite seeing some people using it really brilliantly for example um rich brady keeps showing me how he uses and keeps everything organized and i'm really impressed rich brady from brady global Mm -hmm. um then it just it hasn't gelled with me yet so i thought i'll give these two a trial and see which which one or if, if either of them work for me so pocket yes is is actually 12 years old and is it 12 years it, old 12 Gosh. years old and and it, it's literally a place where you can send emails you can send web pages and anything that's on your phone you can just send it either from your browser or from an email to pocket and then you can access it from any device so from your ipad your iphone from android phones from, from your pc from your mac from all sorts of different places you can access it from and you just send it off. So I've, I've tried it with a few things. Um, the first thing that I found was that um, if I want to save the link for later, I need to have downloaded it onto yeah. my phone first yeah. because the, the first mistake I made was I could see I've got three things on my list that I'd saved. Yeah, I've got no internet access here at Colon FM and uh, they were just empty. However, I, I went to 3G, um, got them all there and what I've got is all the 
information about the 360 networking that I saved from an email that was sent, um, the web page from ACAS, um, which I've just talked about, and something that we're going to be talking about next week from the Open University. Um, so it's nice. I'm, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to give it a go. But it, it's set a, what, what they call a save for later service. Can you see where, because I've used it obviously quite a long time ago, looking at some of the things that I've saved in it. <laughs> I've had most of these various apps for about five minutes and decided that for some reason it didn't work for me because I'm very visual. And what I do like about this is that it's it's it, logical to my eye. But does it show you where you've saved stuff from? Um, mine does. It, it says the, um, well, it says the website and also say for the um the one from 360 Network, and it says that it's come from a, a like a, a mail delivery service. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'd, I'm going to come back to it. What, what is interesting, which I thought I'm, I'm going to have to explore a little bit more, it recommends other things that people have saved, which then made me think, oh, is, are people going to be able to see what I've saved? But uh, I'm not sure about that, so I'll okay. explore the privacy. But it did link on to a number of interesting articles from Forbes and Harvard Business Review, which I actually thought, oh, Okay, so I might be getting more material that we can talk yes, about in the join show. Yes, so all up together. Okay. I will explore that and get back to you on that. Um, the other one is Google Keep. Now, I use, I don't know if anybody else does, but on my phone, I use Notes. I've got an iPhone and there's a little Notes app that comes as standard. Yep. I use that an awful lot. And I, th- I see Google Keep as being a, a bumped up version of that because you can have your notes and you can draw on them. You can... Um, include pictures you can do all sorts of other things it's a it's a real quick note-taking a uh, note-taking on the go sort of thing so I've, I've got here the list of things that me and heather needed to talk about before we came on the show there you go heather look okay yeah, we, we appear to have off. talked yeah. about all yeah. of those <laughs> and so you can have <laughs> notes photos voice memos and checklists and then you can access them again from anything else where you've signed in as google with your right, google account okay. so okay. i'm going to be playing with that one they may live, they may die. Um, we, we talked about some apps um, right at the beginning of the year, um, Blinkist and Juicer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So book, um, sort of mini book um, apps where, where they condense the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and my 14-day trial with Juicer expired and I didn't feel motivated enough to go and subscribe. Okay. It, it wasn't a particularly negative reflection on Juicer. I found it really, really useful. I just didn't... F- find it useful enough that I wanted to go and subscribe. Um, but I, I could really see the value of it. I thought that the writing was excellent. And um, I, I think it could work if you're uh, an author as well. If you've had it a book reviewed on there, then it might help increase sales. But the one that I've kept on is Blinkist, which is, I again, I'm, I'm only using the free version with this, but it's an ongoing free version. And you get a book a condensed book a day which you can look at and and read but once that day is gone you can't read it again but it's the sort of thing where if I'm sat at the hairdressers it's a 15 minute read and it might just open up some idea or something lead me down a path somewhere yeah yeah. Yeah, I like that sort of thing so I'm sticking with Blinkist at the moment Juicer I've recommended to a few people who I think might like it but um, I'm going to be trialling out Pocket and Google Keep please if you've got any other ideas I know Heather you use um I'm using Trello, Trello at the moment, moment but, yeah. but interesting that you've, you've mentioned Pocket. I will have a look at the Google one, actually, uh, because the notes one is just boring to me. 
again, it's all down to what it looks like. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I might have a look at the Google one and see if it looks okay. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But um, just on the juicer thing, did you have juicer business or juicer guides? Because there are two. Would you have the purple one or the orange one? I had the orange one. Okay. Juicer guides. So there is a juicer business. Okay. Which I just came across this week. Um, I can't sign in because I can't get on online. But um, so that's going to be business books. So again, it might just be for anybody who's listening. Um, that might just be another thing to have a look at. Guru. We do love the word guru here on the business community. <laughs> uh, and this week's guru is somebody who was the fir- my first encounter with a personal development book. It was the first book I ever ever had but I had it on cassette uh, and <laughs> I listened to it to then, quite yeah. a long time ago and I listened to it in my little Peugeot car and it was uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey or Covey however you want to say it but Covey is I I've think, always said correctly. Covey but I don't know I've yeah I think it it's down really yes I think it's Covey so you'll probably have heard his name mentioned before I mean you've probably heard of this book but it it really opened my eyes into a whole world of a, a different way of thinking because you sort of think well what is a highly effective person and surely there are more than seven things that you need to be doing <laughs> in order to be one but actually he distills it very simply and and he speaks my language now I don't know if if it's because it was the first book that I had or not but he, he speaks my language and he seems to be coming at it from a from a person-centred approach rather than a do this, do, don't do that and do, you know, do the other. Um, you've come across him as well, haven't you, Tracy? Yeah, and I, I came across him initially um, from the therapeutic side. So that sort of makes sense. Um, you talk about person-centred. Well, um, the guy that inspires a lot of people, I think he inspired Ernesto Sorolli, we talked about last week, is Carl Rogers, who developed the, the concept of person-centred counselling. And I, I've used... Um, a concept called the circle of concern in the therapy work. And for so many people, it's been um, a, a light bulb moment. Essentially, you've got a big circle and in that circle are all the things that concern you, that you worry about, that you expend your energy mm-hmm. on. And within that huge circle is a small circle, a subset within there, which is your circle of influence. That's the stuff that you can actually do something about. So if somebody's spending a lot of energy worrying about everything in their circle, I would talk them through the process of moving it out of the circle of concern and either moving it out of the circle altogether or promoting it and putting it into the circle of influence so if they can influence it do something about it if they can't move it out of the circle and stop spending the energy on it and it's such a powerful technique and that's the first time I heard of Stephen Covey myself right well and that that so of the seven habits there are three the first one is proactive the second one is bleeding obvious isn't it but it's begin with the end in mind know what you're trying to achieve think about what you want in the future but just feeding on to what you were saying the habit number three is put first things first and this is focusing on what is important and urgent what is important and not urgent not important and urgent and not important and not urgent and it that fits very much with the circle that, that you've just been talking about Tracy and he the book itself invites you to think about your own circumstance you better finish the seven off Oh, sh- oh, I was going to move on. Okay, I was going to move on to the next. Sorry. Okay, let's have the rest of the list. Okay, so then four is think win-win. Se- five, this is my favourite one. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. Six is synergize. 
bring people together. You know, different people have different skill sets. Bring them together. Positive teamwork. Seven, sharpen the saw. And that's what we're trying to do here on the show, actually, (laughs) is give you the tools to sharpen the saw. Think about investing in yourself. Look at physical renewal. Think about feeding yourself, whether it's information or whether it's on a spiritual level. But make sure that you, you do that for yourself. But the book does invite you to think about your own circumstances. And there are two key questions that that Covey asks. What one thing could you do that you aren't doing now that if you did it on a regular basis would make a a tremendous positive difference to your personal life? So he starts with that. And then he says, what one thing in your business or professional life would bring similar results depending on what you wanted to achieve? So thinking from a business point of view, What one thing in your business would actually make a tremendous positive? So focus on that, you know, and think about that rather than getting, oh, there's so many things that I could do. Hang on. What would, choose one thing and focus on that. It's a good book. So I I haven't got that book, but um, I got um, The Speed of Trust, which I think was um, published around 2006. Um, And he looks at um, the, the, you know, essentially that trust is key to, mm, to growing your mm, business and, mm. and your personal relationships. He talked about four cores of credit. He likes numbering things, clearly. He does. Four cores of credibility, which are integrity, intent, capabilities and results. So in, essentially, integrity is are you congruent? Intent is what's your agenda? Capabilities is are you relevant? And results is what's your track record? And then he goes on to talk about 13 behaviours that help you to build trust, um, organisational trust, market trust, societal trust. So yeah, that's a really nice little book in itself. And we will put a link for that. I think we photographed it as well because I've actually brought it with me. Unlike Heather's, uh, mine is in readable format, not on a cassette tape. Yes, yes, cassette. I used to drive around in my car listening to it. Um, It's interesting that you say that you've got the speed of trust because whilst researching Covey, I, I completely missed um, a book that he has written, which I can't find the title of now off the top of my head. The Third something. Third Alternative. Third Alternative, I beg your pardon for that, uh, which I've just ordered because that talks about uh, conflict, uh, which is often a massive part. You know, you do all of these things, you put all these things in place and then there will be resistance from other people and it's how you manage your way through that. So um, I I shall update you on that when I've had a chance to look at it. I I think with Stephen Covey, um, he was a little bit ahead of his time. Again, we're eventually following. We're we're now starting to see in the business world, in in the real world out there, not just in academia, is that there is a focus on leadership as opposed to management. Mm. And and I think that is where he was coming from. There was a rather sneery obituary piece about him in in the Telegraph. So he rather sadly died following a bicycle accident in 2012. Um, He was a fair old age, but I'm sure... 79, riding his bike around, yeah. Um, But... They referred to him as a self-help guru and they put lots of things in inverted commas. And, of course, you know, he was advising these um, Bill Clinton and Tony Blair and this and that. There was a sense of, yeah, because he's, he's talking about these wishy-washy, management-y, leadership-y type things. But actually, it, it's really coming out now. Just it's in like, that six years so since valuable. he died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he is named by um, Times, Time magazine as one of the top 25 most influential Americans. Oh, um, and his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, was named by Forbes as one of the top in the top 10 of most influential books of the 20th century. So we're at that point where we're at the end of the show. 
and we need to choose a quote oh. by our guru. Oh, <laughs> what have you got? There okay. are so many. All right, there. I've I've already mentioned the seek first to understand, then to be understood. But the one that I love, and I use this a lot in the work that I do, most people do not listen with the intent to understand; they listen with the intent to reply. Excellent. It's just so powerful that. And uh, I, I'm stuck for choice here, but I'm I'm going to go for. Management is efficiency in climbing the ladder of success. Leadership determines whether the ladder is leaning against the right wall. (laughs) So that just about rounds things up for this afternoon. We've thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. And I hope there's been something of use or of interest to you or simply food for thought. We'll be back next week with more business chat, ideas and events. And until then, have a great week.